You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. The Bride Chilla Podcast, live from a train that's yet to be moving and the return of a very special guest. You know her as Veronica. Welcome back, Veronica. Oh, thank you very much. It's great to be back. I never call you that. No, she calls me V. Now, v. why would that be, V? <laughs> if you don't know who this uh, charming lady is, she's my mother-in-law. So uh, no mother-in-law jokes today. I never really do them, actually. No, no, it's not fair. We never get any father-in-law jokes. Well, we you can work one? on some. No, <laughs> we can work on some. John's never really been on the show. He's not really into podcasting. No, 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 I don't think he'd be interested, quite honestly. No, no. Um, look, if you are new to the show, we welcome you with open arms to the community. I've got a good new Facebook group that's just started, V. We should get you on it. Oh, yes. I'm not really... You're on Facebook? I am on Facebook, but I don't use it much. Um, yes, I'm one of these old type people. That You're a silver surfer, but you don't have silver hair. You've got red hair, fiery red hair. Fiery red hair, indeed, yes. All natural. But of course, a lady never discloses her her secrets. Her hair dyeing secrets. Now today, we've been, Veronica is visiting us in London. You're about to go on a cruise. I'm visiting from Australia and I'm about to go on a cruise, not on the Danube, but a river in Germany could possibly be the Rhine. The Rhine. Say it in a German accent, Rich. Das Rhone. Thank you. Rich, my husband, again, if you're new to the show, this is not the normal way of the structure of the show, but we're going for it. Uh, Rich lived in Germany for three years in a place called Stuttgart. And he speaks German very well. Jawohl. <laughs> and Richard is my son, my That's number correct. one son. Only son, I might add. Now, so we have been today, we are going to talk about weddings, just want to yes. let everyone know, but today we have been visiting... Hampton Court. Hampton Court. So for those of you who don't know, it's one of the palaces that uh, Henry VIII was very fond of and some of his wives lived here. Yes, now we can talk weddings and Henry VIII because he had a few. He'd be a good podcast guest, although he did murder a couple of his wives. If he didn't, they didn't produce what he wanted, it's not necessarily good for relationships. He wasn't someone that thought about, you know, how to fix things. He just lopped their heads off. Well, because he was king. He was he was a lion king. He literally was. If you don't know who Henry VIII is, that's Look fine. Look him up. He's a big fatty, redhead, <laughs> had a big beard. He went through a number of wives. Six. Six wives. So that's confusing. Henry VIII with six wives. Now, the wives in order were divorced. Oh, here we go. Beheaded. Yep. Died. Divorced. Beheaded. And survived. I love we did see the final wife underneath a, a portrait of her just said survive like she'd gone through some awful ordeal but she'd gotten through the other end because he died that's the best outcome to I be think, a yes a wife of henry the eighth just mm. outlive him you don't get lo- your head lopped off yeah and he started a new religion because the catholics said no you, you can't get divorced so he's like fuck you i'll start my own religion that's actually what he what he said <laughs> 
She knows she was there. I was there. That's true. Now, I put a little message up on said Facebook group. If you're not a member, it's called the Bride Chiller Community. And we've got a great, It's there's a lot of good conversation, which we're going to talk about today. Um, but I put a message up saying that Veronica was coming and did anyone have any messages for you? So I wanted to share some of those oh. before we jump in to doing some wedding planning Q&A. Jane. Uh, says, oh, look, no, actually, I'm going to start with some comments and then I'll start with some questions. Do apologise. Diana Riley says, love me some Veronica. Am I the only one who pictures V drinking a martini and smoking a cigarette when she's on the podcast? She's a gem. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're not far wrong. I used to smoke and I used to drink martinis, gin and tonics, whatever. Whatever. But no, not for a long time. I sort of wish you drink because I'd like to share a cocktail with you. I know. I, I wish I did drink too. I wish I could drink a bit of wine after my meal, but it gives me a terrible headache, truly. Oh, you just got to push past the headache and binge. I tried that as well. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> just before, uh, V was taking some Panadol or ibuprofen or whatever you want, painkillers, and you said, what did you say? You said, I don't like taking drugs. And no. I'm like, I do. <laughs> yes. Only over the counters. Danielle says, Danielle Kathleen says, I love Veronica. She always gives a good good banter. My mother-in-law has a great sense of humour, but I don't know if she can be as candid. So great. Yeah, no, I'm very candid. Yes, you are. Very candid, very um, upfront. What you hear is what you get. That is entirely true. Betty Bear says, yes, I love V. She always gives excellent answers. Thank you, Betty V. Or no, is it Betty V? Betty Bear. Betty Bear. Betty Bear loves V. Thank you. Um, uh, Look, all right, so there's a couple of questions. Let's go. Jane says, my dad most likely will not be joining us at the ceremony, but will join the reception, one or the other. Okay. And won't be making speeches due to his anxiety in social environments. And on top of that, he doesn't really like my fiancé's parents either. There's more. Yeah, it's fi- I'm fine with it because I know he wishes us both the best and doesn't want to stress me or my mum out and ruin things with his nervous mood. Is there a way I can explain this to my in-laws, new family, without exposing too much? I don't really think it's my place appropriate to share my dad's insecurities. Oh, that's a bit sad. But look, understandably, he doesn't want to spoil your day and I think that's wonderful that he's Mm. thinking of you very mindful yeah his daughter he doesn't want to spoil the day I think you could tell your future in-laws the way it is but you can soften it a bit by simply saying oh here we go she's welcoming us hold the thought hold it oh great she's going to go through every frigging station yep continue this later no we're going to keep going we're going to people love hearing real life okay Um, (laughs) so i think it's a good idea to tell your in-laws the way it is but just soften it a little bit by by saying that he doesn't want to spoil the day for not only you, but for the, your future in-laws, for everybody involved. doesn't want to, you know, make uh, anybody feel sort of unsettled or a bit nervous. I don't think there's anything wrong with explaining anxiety. And I know I know that um, I know that, that it can be really hard. And, Jane, it might be... I, I totally understand your feelings of not necessarily wanting to 
say too much, but I think it would be perfectly acceptable to say my dad suffers from a bit of anxiety and he, we think it would be good to find a balance. He wants to be able to feel comfortable and everyone else to feel comfortable. I think it's good to be on. And it's also a good way to really... There's an American on board. Um, <laughs> sorry, Americans. We love you. Um but I think it's really nice to be able to have that openness. And also, it might bring everyone a bit closer together, even though they don't really like his parents. That's hard. Because you you're not expected when you get hitched. And not everyone's going to love each other. No, 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 no. In fact, you know, they say, look, you're not just marrying, you know, a, a man or a woman. You're actually marrying all the family. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. No, I think you're right. Just tell them how it is and let's see how it goes. I agree. Right, we've moved away from those people. They were very excited. They've had a day at Hampton Court. Wouldn't that be exciting for anyone? Exactly. Danielle Kathleen has a question. She said, uh, I had a good brawl with my fiancé over some <laughs> over some of the in-law stuff last week. I love the word brawl. brawl. Love it. Love it. Do you? Because it conjures up. Exactly what it means. Have you ever been in a brawl, Mum? Um, oh, I'm not going to give away my secret. I'd like to know about <laughs> my brawls. Yeah. Now let's hear about her brawl. All right, but then you must promise to return to your brawls. So she's had a brawl um, over the in-law stuff last week. My hyper concern and his lack of concern. That was what the brawl was about. Mm. No fists, of course, but it was pretty wretched. Oh, I like Danielle Kathleen's. Oh, I, I like that word, She wretched. writes, for, oh, well, big, two big ups for you, Danielle Kathleen. There are some complicated family dynamics and communication has been awkward. Of course, we will do what we want to do, but I wish we had more input. I don't think he prompted his mum, but she happened to call and we had a good conversation about some of the heavy family stuff that I think was on both of our minds. So no real questions for V, other than to comment how stressful family can be, even with lovely loved ones, and how a two-sided, honest conversation can go a long way. Love the Alicia and V team. Well, that's what we said to the previous one. Say it how it is. Try and be honest. And this is what you you guys are doing, and I think that that's great. Look, every family's got dynamics that are awkward, that are difficult, and some more than others. And uh, I think... You're coping really well, don't you think? I do. And yeah. I think what works, what's been lovely about the Bride Chiller community is seeing people say that, that sort of comment of saying, look, it's not always easy, but if you can get past the potentially mm. early stages of awkward conversations, you can really have some good resolve. But it's hard sometimes, especially when you don't know them very well and you want to impress them. Yes, but I really do firmly believe in being as honest and as factual as you can without upsetting or hurting but there are ways of telling it how it is you said it without being blunt and tactless you haven't got to be a jerk no but i think that's the best policy at all times correct laura patricia says my mother-in-law has two sons but no daughters and has said she's looking forward to doing all the girly things including dress shopping how do i explain to her that i want that just to be me my mum and my sister without hurting her feelings there's oh. more to it but let's answer this bit first oh, that is hard Surely, is there not room in your heart for one more person? I think it's nice to include. Maybe you could do a preliminary run with your your mum and sisters and then bring along mother-in-law. I do think it's one of those things, if you're going to take a whole crew, I agree. It's not hard to bring someone along unless you really don't like it, but I'm not getting that vibe. 
No, no, really. It's not It's not forever and ever. It's not every day. It's not once a week. It's not once a month. That would be weird. A, a one time. Um, yeah, find it. Find room for her, definitely, yes. It will mean so much to her. I'm sorry I didn't bring you dress shopping. I didn't really take anyone dress shopping, and then I had that freak out and bought another dress anyway. I wasn't in the same city as you. That's so correct. It would have been difficult. Laura says, also, what mother of the groom tasks can we give her to compensate? We're trying to involve her as much as we can, as it's her son's wedding, as much as mine, if that makes sense. Uh, but she lives two hours away while my family live 30 minutes up the road. I asked my fiancé to email her links to venues and caterers, etc., because I want to keep her in the loop. But he forgets. Should I just do it myself as future daughters-in-law, or would that bypass some sort of mother-son arrangement? There's no arrangement. Look, you know what men are like? They're not interested in all this arrangement. No, V, you've got to, we've got to get them involved. Do you think so? Yes. I think things from my experience in the past, um, mothers of, of the groom yes. um, have done things like um, ordered the cake um, with a bride's agreement or um, have been involved in, in something like that cake or decorations are probably a little bit personal. Yes. But I think you should contact your future mother-in-law and say, what, what would you like? I agree. To be with. I agree, and I don't think I think there's no such thing as saying you're in the way of bypassing blah blah. I just think you should oh, do no. it, and I think she'd just appreciate you giving her a call and saying, "Hey, Absolutely. let's no. let's get you in there." Yeah, no, just by- bypass your fiance. It's my advice. Now, this is a non-mother-in-law question. We're just going to go to normal questions, okay. quote unquote. You normal. Mean mother- you mean mother-in-laws are not normal? I didn't say that. Get me out of this, Rich. <laughs> you totally said that. <laughs> Um, this is one that we were talking about at home, and I thought it'd be good to just talk. I won't read the whole question, but Lauren Lewis put up a really interesting post on the on the Bride Chiller community about bras, and in short, she said that she had someone in her family that really needs a new bra, and she says, "I know this doesn't sound wedding related, but uh, this came up when we were looking for family members." clothing and attire for the wedding she says that her relative or friend is plus size and can be very hard on herself she's had a hard time finding anything that fits her right that and that that she feels beautiful in which really sucks i feel some of the problem is that the way her bras are way past the expiration date and she's got some she says a large chest i was going to say big boozies for context on how little her current bras do for her, my fiancé actually thought this person had never worn bras and didn't <laughs> believe me when I said that she did. Now, she goes on, and I just want to say there were so many wonderful responses from the Bridechiller community, all very well thought out. But really, at the end, she just wants to know how can she communicate this potentially personal uh, situation? How can she help this friend or relative? with the brassage and we had a discussion at home about this and I just thought it would be good to continue the discussion with a microphone because you had some thoughts Rich had some thoughts I had some thoughts well my thoughts won't really answer that question my my thoughts were that I know a couple of women who look as though they've got very ill-fitting bras and probably have but they're doing it because of comfort Sure. Not everyone finds bras with the underwires, etc., comfortable. Yeah. And you get to a certain age and you think, oh, why bother? 
Um, so I do know actually two two particular ladies who have got big boobs and are obviously wearing very loose floppy bras, but I'm I'm absolutely positive they're 100% comfortable in them. But how to broach this subject, uh, I don't know. Have you got any ideas, Leash? Well, I think if... Look, a couple of the suggestions were saying that if you are going, if they are in the bridal party or if they're around in that sort of zone and you're going to dress shops... Maybe it can be brought up in conversation about a really good bra that you have bought because I have often, um, I've been put turned on to, I wear Calvin Klein bras, I'll just say, but I got that from someone else saying they are the most comfortable padded because I've only got small bosoms, so I need a little bit of help. But someone had said to me, oh, this is such a good brand. And also, Calvin Klein do fittings. You should go along. And she wasn't saying that because I needed extra help, but she was just saying, Oh, this is an amazing opportunity. So if you've got a good brand, it might be nice to bring it up in conversation without sounding like an infomercial. One way around it maybe diplomatically, if you're going to go to a, a shop to shop for this person's wedding attire, is to have a quiet word beforehand with the sales lady in the oh, shop. Word someone up, that's a good idea. And and say that maybe they could, because that, that's their profession, they, they need to be diplomatic when, yes. when people are trying on clothes. Maybe somehow they could bring into the fact that, um, you know, this dress requires a very good undergarment. Um, and I, you know, I recommend such and such a brand. And Do it that way. Sometimes when you put on a bra that really fits and is comfortable, it can be like a whole new life. Because, you know, I've worn some really uncomfortable bras and then when I found the old Calvin Klein's, because they really fit me, and I know I can buy, I can go into any department store and buy these bras and they will always fit me. But before that, oh gosh, I've worn some really uncomfortable bras. So I think it's it's about comfort, but it's also about good advice. And you're right, wording a professional could really help. Rich thoughts about bras? Uh, no, no major thoughts. No. He has no major thoughts. But it would be hard. What if a guy was wearing ill-fitting clothes? What if you could see his junk in his pants? Would you tell your friends? Uh, I don't even know if I would notice that. <laughs> What about just really ill-fitting clothes? But you would notice an ill-fitting bra Yeah. a woman. What about, um, here's one, what about someone that has either like really bad breath or stinky BO? Because that's really hard when you have a friend and you think, I don't want you to go out there and be judged. But it's a very personal, it's really hard because you want to be a good friend. That's very hard. You sort of want to go, look, you stink. But you can't just say that, can you? Oh, you could, but you could be in possibly losing that friend. No, I, I, think, I think if it's a friend, I think you have to tell them. You have to say I think nicely, I think you need to... Oh, it's hard. It's really hard. This is what we do, though, on the Bride Chiller podcast. We talk about hard things. <laughs> Not necessarily, hey, as, as the actress said to the bishop. Um... You guys, there'll be more of Alicia, Veronica, and a little bit of Rich after this. Welcome back to the Bride Chiller podcast. If you hear the train ambiance, it's because we're on a train. We've had a day out. Veronica's getting on another train to go to Brussels. Brussels. 
uh, in the next couple of days. So this is our opportunity to record. And, you know, I like recording the podcast out and about. Now, you might have heard that uh, I was talking about the Bride Chiller community and a lot of the information today has come from the Bride Chiller community, our new Facebook group. Gee, it's a good place, V. It is fantastic. You've done really well there and everyone gets so much out of it. I know. It's so funny because I held off for so long launching it because I thought, oh, it might be a lot of work and people would want me to monitor things and blah, blah, blah. But everyone's just going about their own business. And gee, the answers, I would say, I don't want to put myself out of a job, but some of the answers and the conversations, far better than what I do. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but it, it's another aspect. Yeah. Viewpoint. Yes. Good. That was a good way to cover up my own incompetence. If you want to join, all you need to do is search for the Bridechiller community in your little Facebook bar or go to thebridechiller.com for the links. I'll let you in. There are, it's a, there's a no asshole policy, though. What does that mean? It means if you're an asshole, if you're a jerk to other people, you, I'll block you. Are you allowed to say that? I can say whatever I want to my show. Okay. <laughs> but just, you know, there's no judgy. Sometimes, V, there are other wedding forums on the online, on the internet, mm. and some people are quite mean and bitchy. And I don't appreciate that. No. I, I don't. I think that you can have an opinion without going, I hate that. You look shit. People have a go at me doing that, boys. Yes. No, no, no. No, this uh, is a great forum. It's, it's just really fantastic. And as you say, nobody's being shitty and nobody's being nasty. No. And all you get is a feeling of belonging. Oh, that was another train going right past. It's really close. Oh. It's Girl on the Train. Wow. It's Girl on the Train. You watched that on the plane. You weren't impressed with it. Yeah, I watched that movie on the plane coming over and I, I got so confused with the, the two blonde ladies who was doing what to whom and why, but um, even though I'd read the book beforehand. Yeah, look, it didn't get good reviews. Um, back to Facebook. Back to Facebook. This is from Amanda. She's a personal question. She said, I need comfort or camaraderie. I like that. Don't See, we all? We all do. I, that's a good T-shirt. Comfort or camaraderie? Both. See, what an intelligent bunch. We've had lots of great grammar and interesting alliteration concepts. Has anyone else seen a spike in how much they are arguing and bickering with their significant other? Is it just me? Am I feeling less chiller and more zilla right now? We just seem to be bickering about really mundane things. An occasional bicker has happened in years past, but nothing like this. We are paying out of pocket for our wedding. He keeps asking for the moon because he is raised in a family where they did uh, first and suffered financial consequences later. I don't want that for our future. Anyways, I'm just looking for some moral support from my people who aren't tired of weddings or our relationship. Thanks, everyone. This community has been such a blessing in this last month. How nice is that? Um, this is Amanda. Yeah, Amanda, it sounds to me as that you and your partner have got two different and opposing views on how to spend money. I agree. And that can be a big problem later on. However, we're at this stage, your wedding stage. Um, it's a good time to... Like, I think it's a good time... To start sorting some of that shit out. Yeah, and have some serious discussions without bickering, if you can. Mm. In other words, try and see his side of the story. Yes. Get him to talk first. Yes. Men like that. They like to have the first word. Right. Um, possibly not the last, but they want the first word. Is this true, Richard? This is true. <laughs> he knows he's my son. 
Um, And and have some arguments ready to say, look, if we spent X amount on this, then we won't have enough for that because this is our pot of money is Mm. X amount. Mm. So if we spend, you know, half on this, we've only got so much left for that. So what to you is more important? Should we spend it here or there? So in other words, start off with a finite amount and then get him to say what he would suggest like a percentage, you know, 50% here, 25% there, 10% there. Now, it's funny you said that because I've created a worksheet. This is, and I, ah, we didn't plug this. This is no. not pre prepared. But I have got this thing I've created called the Bride Chiller Starter Pack. And you can simply go to the website, thebridechiller.com, and download it. But in it, I did a little worksheet, very simple. You can print it out, you can do it on the computer. But it's, uh, it's like six questions before you plan anything. And you can do it later. You don't if you've just gotten engaged. Great. If not, you're down the track. Have a crack at it. And it's the questions to say what is, what do you value in the wedding? What do you value? What are the most important things? What where do you want to spend the money? What do you picture? And it's a good exercise because I think often we just barrel into planning things and making decisions, and then you haven't had that discussion or you haven't said, I think food's the most important thing, or I think it's really important to stay on budget or whatever. And if you don't have that conversation, you and none the wiser and that's when you start fighting see I didn't know you had done that so well done you is thank you Veronica well done you I think it's good because I think we get so torn in this idea also that weddings are women's things and I think if we start from the get-go with being and this is for our same sex couple friends as well but if you start with saying we both are going to make decisions and what do you want what do we want together then of course more guys and more partners are going to get involved and be more interested because they feel like they're actually invested in the process. Yes, and that's a very good practice for other things in your yes. future life together, maybe you know, buying a home or, or going on holiday or buying a big purchase, that you can sit down and say, right, th- th- is this what we both want? How much have we got to spend on it? How are we going to go about it? I think it's, it's the only way to go, really. I have been writing my new bride chiller guide with all my spare time, V. So much time to write another book. Which is not much. Thank you, no. <laughs> but I was writing recently a chapter about money and I'd heard it referred to before but I, I, I've sort of put it into my own words about this idea of a money story and we all come to relationships with our own viewpoints on how to spend money, how to save money and I was thinking about Rich and I, how we've been raised in different ways with our separate money stories. And when we came together, I had a bit of credit card debt fee from a previous relationship and working in Sydney and having storage units in three different states. Incredible. Yes. And it wasn't I wasn't irresponsible, but I did have this bit of debt. And I think when we came together, it was interesting to see Rich's different viewpoints on getting it paid off. And we worked as a team, but that was a bit of a... Not hiccup. What do you think? What would it be? Uh, it's an STD. Yeah, a sexually transmitted debt. It that's is. what I had. That's what I she was had. infected. No, that's what I had. Oh. I got the STD. Yes. I gave you my STD. I know. <laughs> but you were really quick and you were very um, level-headed with going, we've got to get rid of this debt. We've got to get rid of it. And we did. Yeah, we worked hard and I appreciate that. But also it was the first year of our relationship trying to figure out how we both valued money in a different way. And that can be really challenging because people are raised in completely different households. It comes from parents, it comes from society. 
Can I tell you a little story about Richard? When let's, oh, we love a Richard story. Let's go. No, I think we're done here. I think the train's <laughs> Right, right, let's go. <laughs> I, no, it's a nice story. Um, when he was in his final year of high school, which we call year 12. Yes. And he was uh, getting on for 17, 18. I said, Richard, um, how about an increase in your pocket money? Oh, are you still getting pocket money? Uh, well, your bloody luck. Well, before that, he was getting pocket money. And I, I think I gave him also a, 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 like a clothing allowance so that he could, instead Pick of coming up girls. to me every time, he said, you know, I need a pair of new shoes or whatever he had the money so, so I said look can you work out uh, what you need mm. you know uh, petrol for the car lunches whatever whatever and he said no he said I don't need any more oh and I said you sure and he said no he's been very laid back very easy with money he's not ever thought of money as um, you know hugely important in the sense of He's got to have it, or he has to spend it, or it was just there to be used when he needed it, but it's not featured, you know, hugely in his life as being hugely important. For instance, for one year, was it one year, 18 months, he worked on our house when we built our new house for nothing. He didn't have a job, and he did that. Because he was a drug dealer, secretly. (laughs) You're selling crack coke down, cane down in the... Oh, I'm joking. No, a big joke. It was heroin. It was heroin. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good... So what I'm saying very is that good. was his, his attitude uh, and his way of thinking, which may have been influenced by his upbringing or may not, um, but that's how he was thinking about money. Mm. And it's important to get to know what your partner's view of the role of money, just in a general sense. Mm. And be honest about it. And it can be really hard. Very hard. Money is what breaks up relationships. It does. And so I think... Probably more than than extramarital... Stuff. Stuff. Extramarital things. Look, Amanda, I think it's very good. It's natural when you're a bit stressed to feel like you might be having some fights. But also, get this stuff sorted now. And even... I'm even encouraging of going along to see a third party and go through some counselling if you think you need it. Mm. And I don't know about where you live, but certainly there are counsellors that actually help out with the finance yes. part of relationships. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Yeah, because the more you can sort that out, the easier things are going to get and less bickering. Who can be bothered? Yeah, true, true. Now, we haven't reached our destination yet, but I feel like we might have nearly reached the end of the show. I don't know. You know better than I do. I do. That's true. It is my show again. I'll just uh, let everyone know. It's our show. It's a community show. A bit loud. Now, we might catch up with you again. We're going to have a little holiday with you in Milano. Milano, Italia. Yes, we will be visiting you. You'll be going on the cruise, and then we're going to come and meet you for a couple of days. In Milano, we're going to Lake Como. We are. We're going to see George and Amal. They don't know. This is George Clooney and Amal Clooney, and they're two new kids. They don't know we're coming. No, we're just going to probably do a (laughs) pop-in. They had a nice wedding. Oh, we could do a podcast there. I know all about Italian weddings. Well, we could. We'll go and, uh, as we're sitting outside their home, probably being removed by security, we can record that and see what happens. Yes. They got married in Venice. They did. Just to finish my thought before. They did. And it looked very swanky and delicious. Mm. And I'm going to add them to my future friends list. Yeah. 
She's a top bird, as my dad would say. Yes, she is, yeah. He's not too bad either. No, he's fine. He's nice on the eye. He seems quite good with the old... Uh, his diapers? Mate, well, yes. I, I don't know. I'd like to know if he's hands-on. Who knows? But I was going to say he's quite good with all his uh, political stuff, his Syrian work. Oh. Sorry, everyone at home. That was a high-speed train. Right, until next episode of the Bride Chill Podcast, we thank you for this time. Thank you, V, for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. It's always good. Rich, any final thoughts? Not really. Always great. Rich will be back to co-host a show in the next couple of weeks. If you have any groom-related questions, I'll put a message up on the Bride Chiller community page. But if you've got groom questions or other questions, you don't just do groom. Um, no, mostly groom. You like other stuff? Oh. Groom. Right, yeah. Sticking with groom questions. Uh, do do contact us. Leave a voice message if you'd like to share more information. You've got a question, thoughts. Also, I'm really loving all of the suggestions for future topics. People are leaving some great suggestions, one of which is second and third marriages, and that's something I haven't covered very much on the show. And uh, Erica, lovely Erica and I are doing our best to find a great guest for that episode. So if you have suggestions of things that we haven't talked about recently or I've missed, tell me. That's it. Thanks to our premium subscribers. We love you all. We love you all just a little bit more. And uh, until next week, happy days. Ciao, ciao, baby. (laughs) Ciao, ciao, baby. Happy days. (laughs) The Bridechiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day. 